You're listening to the Becoming Me podcast, and I'm your host, Emily Cummins. You know, we're all on this grand journey, becoming who God made us to be. And that's what this podcast is all about. You'll hear stories of fellow warriors becoming who God made them to be. And you'll discover resources designed to equip you on your own becoming journey. So grab your favorite cup of coffee or tea, and let's dive into today's episode. You're listening to the Becoming Me podcast, and I'm your host, Emily Cummins. You know, we're all on this grand journey, becoming who God made us to be. And that's what this podcast is all about. You'll hear stories of fellow warriors becoming who God made them to be. And you'll discover resources designed to equip you on your own becoming journey. So grab your favorite cup of coffee or tea, and let's dive into today's episode. Hey, BecomingMe.tv. I am so excited to introduce you to my warrior friend, Trish. Trish, welcome to BecomingMe.tv. I'm so excited to be here and it's been a long time coming. So thank you for having me. Yes. Thank you. The honor is mine. And y'all who have been following BecomingMe.tv, the name Trish Blackwell is not a stranger to Becoming Me. I've shared several of Trish's podcast episodes. She's been a mentor from afar to me. So I can't wait to share her story today. So Trish, thank you. And, you know, somebody was new to Trish, like they didn't know who you were. Hmm. Who is Trish Blackwell? Oh, man. Well, she's a Enneagram 3, type A, go-getter, love sports, love running, love snowboarding, mama of two, four-year-old and a six-year-old, who's really passionate about helping people overcome playing small. Let's just put it simple, playing small, right? I I think I I really believe there's an army of women who have settled. We have settled and we need to be reawakened to what God has actually put in us. And I love because it's, it's all based on how you think. And for years I knew I should think better. I knew I'm supposed to take my thoughts captive and I'm no, I'm not supposed to be anxious, but I never knew how, how I didn't know the how of thought management. So I'm very, very passionate at helping women and men, but um, helping people r- reclaim the power and the freedom God's already given them. Mm. Yeah. I love that. And you truly are living that out. Like from someone who follows your journey, listens to your podcast, every time I listen to a new episode, I'm like, I'm ready to reclaim it. Let's go, Emily. Let's confidently be who God made me to be. And so you literally are, you're being who God designed Trish to be. Um, You know, I love who you are. I love your journey. I've listened to your story before, and I would love for you to take some time right now and just unpack your story. Like what's made you who you are today? Yeah. So if I were to put it in a a succinct aerial view, um, I was raised, um, by a very loving family. Um, my dad was a, you know, super hard worker plumber. My mom was a stay at home mom and they did a lot of sacrifice. They sacrificed to homeschool us to give us better opportunities than my, they sacrificed to send us to a private boarding school. Um, all of, a lot of this was to support my athletic career. I had a lot of Olympic aspirations and was on track. And then all of the behind the scenes of knowing how much sacrifice my parents put out, 
I internalized and said, well, I have to make it worth it. So there was some internal weight and bearing that I needed to prove myself. I wanted to make sure all of their sacrifice was worth it. And what happened was a perfect storm of um, a time and season of my life where my entire, even though I, I came to faith at five, um, and so my, I knew my identity wasn't in what I did, but rather in who I, who I was and what I believed. But at that period in my life, my identity was based in what I could do. Mm-hmm. And if I was not going to be Trish Blackwell, the Olympic swimmer, I had no idea who I would be. Yeah. And so there was, my whole life was that. It was my identity. And then I, spoiler alert, did not make the Olympic team, nor even the Olympic trials. And so um, this de- disappointment, I had so, been so convinced that, that was what God wanted for me. Mm-hmm. I had these visions of how I was going to shine for Jesus. And that this was what, like I had literally on the metal stand, people saw me, but they were like, God, she must love Jesus. Like there was, I was convinced that was God's plan. And so I wasn't that I was just disappointed in myself. I felt like I had let God down. Mm-hmm. And so what ensued during that, I mean, thankfully the sport of swimming was still, I have a good relationship with it still, um, kind of I swim every now and then, but it did pay for my education, paid for my, my collegiate education. I got a lot of opportunities because of it. So, um, by, by no means was it this absolute failure, but in my mind, based on what it was, but it had been. And during that time of me swimming at a very highly competitive level collegiately and in high school, um, and then a little bit internationally after that, um, I, uh, I had a full-blown eating disorder, crazy amount of insecurity, but on the outside, what's crazy, Emily, if you had known me, you would never have known because I was very good at pretending. I be, and you said like, you listen to a podcast of mine and I'm like, let's go. Like yeah. I've got that rah, rah. Yeah. I want to pump you. I have this, in, this God-given effervescence and enthusiasm. And I've always had that, but I always had that. And then I was depressed under it. Mm. I always had that and I felt less than under it. So that was that I kept, so you would have seen him like, well, she's, she's a leader. She's doing this. She's present in the student body. That girl's confident. So I was so interestingly, very confident and absolutely insecure at the same time. And so, um, what I now know in my work is that is the byproduct of being an achiever. Like I really specialize in working with, um, people who are wired for high capacity. So the leaders, a lot of leaders or high achievers. And what's so funny about that type of personality is that we're often so hard on ourselves. We're often so self-critical. We're often so self-comparing. So when I say to a group, I've even said to some of my private clients, oh, you know, I work with these people. They're like, oh gosh, I'm sorry. I'm not one of those. And I'm like, okay, because the fact that you don't think you fit into this group is even more evidence that you do because it's a group of people who go, I should be doing more. And so anyways, having really lived that out and I, and I had never known how to quiet my mind. And so my journey, my story came from, you know, this athletic um, experience to then I lived, ended up living in Europe for a while. And that is where in France, I was, I was working and teaching and um, really came to realize, uh, so a lot, God did a lot of healing in me, in my eating disorder, in my body dysmorphia. And that's when I started turning things around and going, wait a second, and so I wrote about that whole experience in my first book, um, The Skinny Sexy Mind. And then it came back to the United States and went full into, okay, well, I'm going to help people transform their bodies, but from their minds. Mm-hmm. And I did that with personal training and I did that for about 10 years. And then as I continued that, I was like, whole, and that's about halfway through eight years into that, I started podcasting because a friend just said, I think you, I think you should should do this thing. I was like, I don't know how to do technology. Don't. And he was just so kind to come set it up and God's just put the right people in my path to go, go do this. And I've, I've always been willing, even if I'm terrified in the process. 
And so that is sort of how it came to be in my, tra- my, my personal training. I realized the clients I could get, I can get anyone to lose hundred pounds. I can get anyone to put on 20 pounds of muscle, but the people who kept it off were the ones who did the work of the coaching that I was ending up doing. And that I was like, Oh, wow. I love this. And so what's very cool is God's brought me to that place of now that I was able to transition out of um, what I did in the fitness world into now what I do now as a full-time coach. And the funniest thing, Emily, is the whole time I was a French major, Spanish minor. Side note, one course short of a double major. Not that it matters, but to us who are wired this way, it does. Um, the uh, is language has always been a thing. And I thought I was going to work for the CIA and be, I thought I'd be the best super secret spy because I'm like nobody's gonna think I'm a spy (laughs) literally like I would be so good I'm terrible at acting and terrible at pretending however I was convinced I'd be a great spy and I thought that was a really good use of language skills um and then it turns out it turns out that didn't work out and then um I I realized in what I was doing in France I didn't want to keep doing and so there was also this disappointment of like I had so much clarity about linguistics like I knew that was what I was supposed to be studying and then it's like, well, I have this very, very expensive sector education that my parents went hungry sometimes for. Mm. And I chose languages. Come on. Like, why? But if you now that you know what I do, it is literally all I do is look at words. I help people look at the words in their brain and use better language. And I'm like, I think God is, that's just so cool. That God has taken my way I study linguistics. It just happens to be that. I stay in the same way. I stay in English, but there's so many other layers to English when you add in your feelings and your thoughts and your emotions. And I'm like, it's the language that we use that's keeping us from our full potential. Mm-hmm. So anyways, that's one of my things I'm most grateful for. And I always share that to people. They're like, well, I know this is where God's calling me, but it doesn't make sense. Yeah. I love being like, it's going to make sense. Yes. So, that is yeah, so, so that's powerful. kind of where we got me to where I'm at. Yeah. Oh my goodness. I love that too. Cause often we can get hyper-focused on pursuing one very specific, sometimes goal or dream. And then when it doesn't unpack how we thought it's easy to get stuck in that disappointment. Right. And so taking the coaching and the words that we're telling ourselves and applying that you were able to find this whole new path God had for you that you would have never discovered if you chose to stay stuck in your disappointment on that specific dream. Yeah. Like so very Yes. I love that. Okay. So I've got to know, are you a coffee drinker? Oh yeah. Yes. Okay. Like like all, all day, all day. This is, I do iced coffee in the morning, uh, hot coffee in the middle morning. And then the afternoon I do espresso. Yeah. So I like that mug too, that you showed us too. That is awesome. My first mug I've made for my business. Be you believe in yourself. I love that. That is so fun. Is that available on your website? It is not because I stopped making them because I, you know, the one thing I hate more than anything in this world is the post office. So it's just not going to work for my business model. I decided, yep. There are ways around it. I know, but I love it. The design is amazing. So let's say it's one of those times a day you're having a cup of coffee. If it's, you know, iced in the morning, you've got your hot coffee in the middle of the day and you're sitting down with another warrior on their own becoming journey. What Mm. would you say to encourage them to be who God made them to be? I honestly think I would say something that was said to me, which is that's your only job. Your job is to be Trish Blackwell. Your job is to be filling your first name, your last name, because we get so distracted about what other people are doing and what, where we're lacking. 
And like, that would be redundant if God just made one other one of them. Why don't we just be you? How do you like, and as you're becoming, it's not the, I love the concept that it's also not who you're becoming. I think sometimes in personal development, people feel this angst. I'm not doing enough. I'm not growing enough. I'm not there yet. Um, But there is no there. Yeah. Right. And so I think when you look at, I can't wait to become the fullest version of who God has created me to be. But the beauty of that process isn't the final destination. It's the transformation that is going to have to happen as a byproduct of this journey. And so the, every day I'm becoming more and more closer to that mark. And that's the gift. That's the beauty. And so um, I would encourage a warrior to slow down and just um, keep the affirmation. My job is to be me. That's who God made me to be in this world. And secondly, my also job is to keep myself encouraged. Yeah. It's like all throughout the Bible, do not be discouraged. Like well, that's a choice. It's a command. So if you're not going to be discouraged and you, by the way, I've been discouraged half of my life um, to realize that it was a choice to be discouraged. It's okay to feel discouraged, but do you stay in a season of discouragement? So there is a, there is such a thing as encouraging yourself, putting courage into yourself, reminding that you have a spirit of, of power, not of fear and timidity. And right. So the, and another way to, put courage in yourself when you're like, yeah, but I don't see the results yet is to slow down and go, yeah, but you know, you did catch that thought yesterday and you know, you did make that phone call or like, like to really do what I call um, with my students, champagne moments of, of like, okay, so where's the win though? Mm-hmm. Like whether it's, I mean, it's have to be alcoholic champagne, metaphorical bubbles. Like where are you stopping right. and going well done? Mm-hmm. We're so forward focused. We, so we, so maximize what we're not doing that we often so minimize what we are. And that is we to the detriment of our becoming story. Yes. Oh my goodness. That is so powerful. Thank you for sharing that. You know, if somebody was listening to your story today and even hearing these few affirmations and they've heard me already mention you have a podcast and they're like, I I need to connect to Trish. I need these affirmations, her podcasts, her resources in my life. Where can people connect with you online? Yeah. So um, online Instagram, you've got um, Trish underscore Blackwell. Facebook. Um, and I know everybody hates on Facebook. I actually still enjoy Facebook. So there's that there. Um, it's Trish Blackwell coaching on Facebook. I have YouTube, which is, uh, Trish Blackwell. It's pretty much Trish Blackwell everywhere. Then of course the podcast is the confidence podcast. Um, you can go to my website, trishblackwell.com, or, um, I do a group mentorship program and that my program is called college of confidence. So they could check out collegeofconfidence.com. Very yeah. cool. And you did come out with a new book. Um, tell me a little bit about the book and where people can get it. Right. I don't know if we can see right behind us. We've got the crown. It's called straighten your crown. It's rediscovering that you are seen, that you are mattered and that the King delights in you. It's not just he loves you. Cause I spent so much of my life knowing that God loved me. Yeah. But I didn't feel the love. And so it's a story of a lot of different micro stories of how God shows up in the most beautiful and intricate ways. And that, and when, when readers read that story and my stories, they will see those types of areas and stories in their life where they go, wait, where, maybe God did show up here. How did I not, what did I not see? And where has he been? And you start realizing that you truly have been surrounded by the Lord your whole life. Even when you haven't seen it, it changes things. It, it does that, you know, we're like, it's that it takes our head knowledge and drops it to the heart. Like, how do we know that God loves us? But then like, what's the difference of knowing God loves you to then feeling like you're a child of God, you are a princess. You can, you have a crown because the straight in your ground is like, I lived a lot of my life 
with my head downcast internally. Yeah. And it's like, what a, would a daughter of a king walk around that way? Yeah. No, not if she knew who she was. Mm-hmm. And so, so it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a book that invites you into thinking about your role as a child of God differently. Mm, I love it. You guys, we will have all the links in the show notes. You can easily connect with Trish, listen to the podcast, go buy her book. Um, Trish, thank you. Like, thank you for sharing your story. Thank you for, oh, you're amazing. I just love you, warrior friend. Thank you. Well, and thank you for being flexible with me. You have been faithful and persistent and consistent and we've made it happen. And I just deeply appreciate that your enthusiasm as well. Well, I appreciate you. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode of the Becoming Me podcast. If this episode connected and resonated with you, we would love to see your experience. So snap a photo of this episode and share on social media. Don't forget to tag us by tagging at Emily B. Cummins. Learn more about becomingme.tv and find more resources at becomingme.tv. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode of the Becoming Me podcast. If this episode connected and resonated with you, we would love to see your experience. So snap a photo of this episode and share on social media. Don't forget to tag us by tagging at Emily B. Cummins. Learn more about becomingme.tv and find more resources at becomingme.tv.